Today, special guest Trevor Loudon joins us to discuss the two most dangerous subversive communist organizations creating the semblance of revolution in America, the Freedom Road Socialist Organization and the Workers' World Party. You're watching Anarchy in America with Christian Gomez. Joining us back on the program is Trevor Loudon, anti-communist author, researcher, and now the host of uh, Counterpunch with Trevor Loudon. Trevor, thank you for uh, being back with us. Uh, it's always a pleasure, Christian. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. So, you know, back in the 1950s, uh, when the scare of communism was most prevalent in American society, Americans were, of course, aware of the Communist Party USA and Soviet penetration and subversion in society. But now with the purported collapse of the Soviet Union and the alleged collapse of communism, Americans don't see the threat of communism like they used to. And now uh, the communist threat would you say it's it's even more prevalent in the United States than what it was in the 50s through the 1980s? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's endemic now, you know. People look at things like the LGBTQ movement. They look at things like the, um, the Dakota Access Pipeline um, protests. They look at the Women's March in Washington. They look at the Open Borders movement. They look at the, um, you know, the anti-fracking movement, the movement for... $15 an hour minimum wage, all of these things. And they look at them as something separate, but they're all part of the communist movement. They're all around us now. They are far more, far more prevalent and far more, far more dangerous than they ever were in the 1950s. And we have more than 20 communist parties now, not just one. Absolutely. And speaking of those 20 communist parties, um, who are the Freedom Road Socialist Organization? Their name seems to be popping up a lot in the media, especially with the recent shootings of uh, George Floyd, Jacob Blake, and the most recent shooting again in Minneapolis that uh, has uh, caused the city to go in flames yet again, almost a year after the, the George Floyd shooting. So who are the FRSO? Yeah, FRSO, or Frizzo, as they call themselves, the Freedom Road Socialist Organization, are a Maoist, Stalinist, Communist Party. They have about a thousand members, and they are active. They're really headquartered in Minneapolis and Chicago, but they have branches in California, very strong in Florida, um, in Texas, North Carolina, New York, um, Tucson, Arizona, Salt Lake City, Utah. So they're a Maoist, pro-Chinese communist group. They take their cues from communist China. They support North Korea. They even support Cuba, and they even support um, Putin's Russia. They also have very strong ties to the, the terrorist popular front for the liberation of Palestine, the FARC in Colombia, and the New People's Army Communist Party of the Philippines. So they're heavily tied in to groups that are designated as terrorist organizations by the U.S. State Department. About a thousand members, very small, but they're extremely active. They are, they are the major driving force between, behind the riots that we've seen in the last year and a half. 
they, I would put the responsibility 90% at their doorstep. Were they responsible for um, burning the police precinct in Minneapolis last year? Were they involved in that? The group that started the riots in Minneapolis is called the, the Twin Cities Coalition for Justice for Jamar, named after a young black kid who was killed by the police in 2015, Jamar Clark. Now, the head of that is Jess Sundin. She is a Freedom Road Socialist comrade. She is the wife of the political secretary of Freedom Road, Stephanie Yorick. Now, she takes credit for organising the protests that started after the death of George Floyd. She talks of the joy she felt when she saw Precinct 3 being burnt to the ground. You, you listen to her, it sounds quite psychotic. When you listen to her on tape, talk, when I've got the tape, talking about the joy she felt. And then she goes on to talk about how the violence, the looting, the assaults and the arson were an integral part of their movement. This was not a peaceful protest hijacked by extremists. It was led by pro-Chinese communists right from the word go, and their intention was always violence, arson and looting. Now, one of the leaders of the um, Freedom Road Socialist Organization is Frank Chapman, who was a former member of the Communist Party USA and believe he was in prison, and then he wrote a book about his experience in prison. Uh, but what is the significance of Frank Chapman in the Freedom Road Socialist uh, and the communist movement as a, as a whole? Yeah, Frank Chapman was in jail for life plus 50 years for his part in a St. Louis, Missouri robbery killing. But he, got, he became a jailhouse lawyer. He worked with the Communist Party USA. They got him sprung from jail. He was very close to Angela Davis, the iconic communist. And in the 70s, the Communist Party set up the National Alliance Against Racist and Political Repression. There was a nationwide organization, an international organization, actually, to get Angela Davis out of jail, where she was sitting on charges of accessory to murder for supplying the weapons that killed a California judge. So this organization spread all over the country and its focus was attacking so-called police brutality. You know, saying the police were racist, the police were deliberately targeting young black people, etc. So this organization was refounded in 2019 in November in Chicago by the Freedom Road Socialist Organization. And Angela Davis was actually there at the founding conference. But the head was Frank Chapman. He had been a member of the original NAAPR. He was in the Communist Party at the time. Now he's on the Central Committee of Freedom Road Socialist Organization. So he heads this new group. The Twin Cities Coalition for Justice for Jamar is the Minneapolis affiliation of that group. All of the rioting in um, Dallas, Houston, um, Tampa, uh, Jacksonville, Miami, um, Salt Lake City, Utah, East Los Angeles was all coordinated by affiliates of the NAAPR headed by Frank Chapman. And all of these affiliates are headed by local members of Freedom Road Socialist Organization. They coordinated 
the burning of many, many cities. And if you look at who was behind it, in every case, it was the Freedom Road Socialist Organization. Now, during the Cold War, we had the list of subversive organizations from the Attorney General's office. We had um, committees in the House of Representatives and in, in the U.S. Senate uh, internal um, security committees that were investigating the activities of Marxist-Leninist organizations, Soviet front groups, and Communist Party activities. Now we don't have any of that. Should those um, committees and investigations of subversive organizations be reconstituted? And if so, where would you rank Freedom Road Socialist, the Freedom Road Socialist organization in, in terms of um, uh, the need for surveillance or uh, examination of that organization? Well, if America wants to survive, they should be reconstituted. Because if they're not, America will be destroyed. It's as simple as that. The FBI has not investigated these groups since basically the 1970s. There was one exception. In 2010, the FBI raided the homes of about 20 Freedom Road Socialist Organization associates in California, Minnesota, North Carolina, and Chicago. And they, they, were, they took tons of stuff and their charge was that these people were working with the Colombian FARC, with, the, with Hezbollah, the Iranian terrorist group, and uh, the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. They, they, the Freedom Road advertises their connections to these people in their magazine Fight Back all the time. It's not a secret. They were raided. There was that they were going to be indicted. This was under the Eric Holder Justice Department and the indictments all went away. Now, funnily enough, many of the Chicago Freedom Road people were very closely associated with Barack Obama, who was the president at the time. So this is the problem we have when the FBI, the FBI doesn't dare go after these communists, because when you go after communists, you find Democrats behind them. And that's very politically embarrassing. It's very problematic for the FBI, because the Judiciary Committee, which oversees them, is run by Marxists like Jerry Nadler, who is friendly with some of these people. And if you look at Freedom Road in terms of, of violence, I would put them in violent threat. I would put them up there probably at number one in the country right now. They're not the most powerful Communist Party by far. That would be Democratic Socialists of America but they mainly work politically. If you're talking about street-level violence, thuggery, um, intimidation, uh, links to terrorism, Freedom Road Socialist Organization would be right up there, number one. Wow. And, and of course, another or a communist organization that we haven't talked too much about that I'd like to uh, discuss with you is the Workers' World Party. Well, first of all, who are the Workers' World Party, and where do they rank with the Freedom Road Socialist Organization? Well, they're very close to Freedom Road. They cooperate extensively in, in various organizations. They attend each other's conferences. They would be the closest group to, to the Freedom Road Socialist Organization. They started in 59 as a, a split from the, the Trotskyist uh, Socialist Workers' Party. They became increasingly Maoist and Stalinist over the years. They were very big in the 70s. They were the most violent communist party in the 70s 
very street level, very violent, very, um, very aggressive. They've faded a little bit since then. Um, and last, in the last couple of years, they've split three ways. You still have the Workers' World Party, but there's another offshoot called the Socialist Unity Party and another offshoot, which is most of the Detroit branch, called the Communist Workers' League. So it's still a very powerful organisation. They are supportive of Putin's Russia, North Korea, China, Cuba. They attend the same conferences overseas that Freedom Road does and they are close allies. I would put them in terms of violent threat. I would put them at number, after the split, I'd probably say they're number three. But they're definitely up there. They're definitely very violent, very dangerous, and very well connected overseas. In the past, Trevor, in different interviews that we've done, you have mentioned that Black Lives Matter is a totally Chinese-run operation, and I think you've connected it with the Freedom Road Socialist Organization, on one of the Workers' World Party's websites, they mention that they are involved in the Black Lives Matter movement. So how important is it for the American people and even law enforcement that might be watching this program to understand the connections between this BLM street movement and organizations like the Freedom Road Socialists and the Workers' World Party? Yeah, Workers' World and Freedom Road are both very active participants in the Black Lives Matter movement. But oddly enough, the, the Black Lives Matter itself was started by another group. It, it, it very, it's hard to follow this. Freedom Road split into two factions in 1998, both called Freedom Road, a socialist organization. The main one we've been talking about now, the one that the people at Burnt Kenosha, the people at Burnt Minneapolis and the other cities, that's the main faction. The other faction changed its name last year to Liberation Road, which made things a lot easier for me. But Liberation Road is the group that um, started Black Lives Matter. That's completely their front, but it's supported by both factions. But it was initiated by the breakaway faction, which is directly tied to the Chinese Progressive Association in San Francisco, which is a front for the Chinese Communist Party. So both of these groups, Liberation Road and Freedom Road, are both Chinese, pro-Chinese Communist parties. The Liberation Road faction started Black Lives Matter, but the Freedom Road faction is actively involved in it too. They, they cooperate. One will burn one city, the other will burn another city, depending which faction is stronger in which city. And you tend to find the Liberation Road is based in the Bay Area. They're very strong in Tennessee. They're very strong in southern Florida, very strong in Boston, very strong in uh, Georgia, North Carolina, etc. So they tend to share responsibility. They... they some states overlap a little bit, but you tend to find one state gets burned by one faction, another state gets burned by another faction. So finally, Trevor, what can and should the American people and even those in law enforcement do to expose, root out, and stop these subversive organizations, Freedom Road Socialist, Liberation Road, and the Workers' World Party, since they seem to be involved in a lot of uh, illegal activity, one could say? Well, look, you can find a lot of information about these people in your local area on my website, keywiki.org, K-E-Y-W-I-K-I 
www.ghostbusiness.org. And I encourage local police who use my website to, to look at the radicals in the area so they know who they're dealing with. Because there, there's hardly been a race riot in America where at least one of these communist parties hasn't been involved. The, the, the anti-police movement is completely a communist movement. The um, Virtually every riot you'll have, every protest you'll have will be orchestrated by these groups. So the police need to familiarize themselves with these people so they know the networks and they know where they're going to get support from. Like, for instance, when Ferguson, Missouri was burnt, Liberation Road brought 10,000 people in from outside that city to help to burn Ferguson. That's the kind of networks they have. So locals need to familiarize themselves with those networks, and so do the police. Well, thank you so much for your time, Trevor Loud, and of course we hope that law enforcement will heed your warnings. Take care and God bless you, Trevor. Thank you, sir. Great, Always great to be on, Christian. Thank you. In addition to visiting Trevor Loudon's KeyWiki.org website, we also recommend that you get copies of the Law Enforcement Charitable Foundation's Intelligence Brief 2020 Special Report, which contains both Trevor Loudon's detailed article about the Freedom Road Socialist Organization and my article about the Workers' World Party. As Trevor suggested, local police departments should reconstitute their intelligence departments. And this special report of the intelligence brief is an excellent resource for those in law enforcement. Copies of this and other issues can be purchased through them at 1-877-325-COPS. Until next week, stay informed and God bless.